Hi everyone, welcome back to Life Chats with Liv B. I am Liv and today I have a very special episode for you because I have two guests. So today I have Greg here sitting right beside me and then we have a microphone up to my phone where we are Facebook chatting my friend Katie who is currently in Toronto. So she was on the podcast a couple months ago now before she went to Toronto and she went there to be with her fiance David and they had planned to come back here by now but then shit really hit the fan with COVID and so they have been there living with his parents bless their hearts for two months now so I decided since we aren't going to get an in-person podcast episode for quite a while that we would just do it via Facebook video and hope that it's not too glitchy and hope that it works. I hope you guys enjoy the episode. So, how have you been? Oh, hi. <laughs> um, I've been fine. I've been in um, the greater Toronto area for two months now, living with my in-laws and a dog. It's been two months already, yeah. Wow. it was been. I came on March 13th and now it's May, it's May 18th. Oh my god, what? What's the date? 18th? Yeah. It's like May's almost over. Oh my god. Isn't that so gross? Today's the 16th. Yeah. Oh, it's the 16th. It's the 16th. Oh, shit, okay. <laughs> anyway. Never mind. <laughs> I remember when you were here and then you left and I was like, yeah, she's leaving today for Toronto and then we're coming to visit you in like a week. Yeah. <laughs> update, that did not happen. No, COVID happened. But yeah, I have a little doggy here, and I've been sending you guys photos because um, you're the only other dog people in my life, and now I finally understand we what it's like get to love a with dog so much. <laughs> yeah. Please never stop sending pictures of him. I I know any dog pictures was... that someone sends me, I'm like, thank you so much. <laughs> I, I used to not understand because I had a cat. I never had a dog growing up. And when people would like stop on the road and be like a puppy, I'd be like, you're weird. Like get a, a control of yourself. And now I understand. Yeah. I really get it. That's... I want them to be, I want my dog to be so, it's not my dog. I want that dog <laughs> to be so happy all the time. I know. Like... <laughs> because they kind of mostly are happy all the time. So like everything you do, they're like amazing. This is an amazing yeah. day. And you're like, I know. But it ate the couch the other day. Um, oh. They have a really nice couch. And it a bit through. It made a big hole. <laughs> was he just home alone? Yeah. Like, was he just chilling? No, he was sitting in between me and David, but we didn't notice that it was like, <laughs> it was just being really cute and like had his head down and we thought he was chewing on his bone, uh, but it wasn't. So <sighs> how have you guys been? We've been good. Well, speaking of dogs, Hazel got into a, my bag of yeast the other day and like dumped (laughs) yeast all over the ground and then started eating it and it can be severely toxic to dogs because it turns into alcohol and they can get like ethanol poisoning so she had to go to the vet and they had to make her throw up (laughs) so that she she wouldn't get alcohol poisoning basically third visit in a week (laughs) yeah like they've just had three random visits this week like for a uti and then she had like a tooth thing and then she ate yeast so big week for hazel (laughs) really big week she literally just like is so bored she was like let's poison myself (laughs) yeast isn't even like sugary or sweet or good i know like i don't know then again they eat their own poop so they do eat their own poop 
Yeah. yeah. Taylor eats his own poop all the time. It's just... And then he gets sick. And we're like, okay, baby, you ate your turrets. So <laughs> like, maybe what a lesson. <laughs> maybe don't do that next time. <laughs> yeah, no, besides that, we've been fine. Online shopping a lot. It's bad. Even when I don't need to buy anything, I'm just like, I wonder what exists in the world that you can buy. There's so yeah. many things you can just <laughs> buy and have. And it comes to your door in like two days. <laughs> or like two months because Canada Post is messed And it up. really is the motivation and self-gratification that I need in these times. Is yes. a package coming. Yes. David and I will lay in bed in the morning and be like, can there please just be one, just one package for us? It's true. It gives you something to look forward to. for us. <laughs> I know. <laughs> to come on our doors. I saw something that was like, my, my only hobby these days is tracking packages. <laughs> <laughs> True. okay tell me what you bought online I've, I've revamped my wardrobe a little bit with some nice with nice. some nice trendy mm-hmm. sweatsuit pieces <laughs> i got a hair dryer thing makeup mm-hmm. makeup skincare mm-hmm. got just a laundry hamper full of lululemon clothes <laughs> <laughs> that and i bought a few books they're still nice. still waiting for those in the mail <laughs> And oh, IKEA stuff. We bought IKEA stuff for the back deck. So just about everything yeah. that we don't yeah. need. <laughs> it's fun to have a variety of things that serve different purposes. Because yeah. then it's like, ooh, this package is for this part of my life, and this one is for my body, and this one's, yeah, it's yeah. fun. What have you bought? I've been sending people gifts. So <laughs> when they don't need it, um, I sent my sister earrings, and I sent my dad a bottle of wine, Aww. and I sent my brother-in-law bourbon. And, <laughs> Just giving and then alcohol. I bought myself a birthday gift. Oh, this is the best one. I bought myself a fiddle. <laughs> <laughs> and then after I paid like quite a bit of money for it, oh I looked God. online and it was like the hardest instrument to teach yourself is the fiddle. And oh. there was this quote from this famous concert director. And his quote was, it takes three to six years to make a bad violinist. <laughs> like, oh my oh, God. No. <laughs> Why did yeah. you buy, a f- like you just thought, Let's learn an instrument and the fiddles like very nice. I love I love fiddle music, so I was like, why not? I have all this time. Is a fiddle and I'm sure everyone in the house wants a beginner fiddlist <laughs> next door. <laughs> Is a fiddle like a small violin? It's the same instrument, it's just the type oh. of music you play. Mm-hmm. So you bought a violin. I bought a violin. Wow. The fiddle sounds cool. <laughs> yeah. It's going to mu- be here in seven days. <laughs> How much was it? Okay. So I got slapped with a couple of shipping charges that, and I was already like too far gone. So I was like, okay, I've already made a decision to do this. So whatever. I actually don't want to disclose. <laughs> you know, it's bad when it you was... have to give a disclaimer as to why it costs so much. Well, yeah. I bought hair. Yeah, oh, I bought hair happen. extensions. I didn't mention that. I bought myself hair what extensions cool yeah and bought them in a very light blonde color because my plan is to go very blonde after quarantine and i have recently since decided since opening them and i can't return them that i don't want to in fact go very blonde so now i just have very blonde hair extensions that had 60 dollars in duties on top of the Uh, hundreds of dollars for the real human hair extensions in a very light Uh blonde color. Now I think I'm just going to have to get my hairdresser to dye them to match my hair (laughs) instead of dyeing my hair to match You never would have known that you don't want to go very blonde if you hadn't seen those hair extensions. It's true, yeah. It was a blessing. Yeah, that's true. Have you ever used hair extensions before? No. 
I just decided. Me neither. I was like, I think it's a genius idea that you can just have long hair one day when you want to, but they have to match your hair perfectly or else you have hair extensions in your yeah. hair like it doesn't we see what you're doing yeah. yeah greg likes them though yeah that's about all i have to add to this conversation greg, what what plans do you have for your uh look post quarantine do you have plans like going very blonde or maybe like a new tattoo <laughs> i will get a new tattoo that's for sure but okay. other than that no i'm not going to get any frosted tips or i i don't know like i that. think that you guys i've should. done it before i just i'm <laughs> past it <laughs> over it now i was way ahead of the trend i do remember seeing pictures of you with frosted tips <laughs> and they were embarrassing. Fire. <laughs> fire thank you okay what do you think about the 90s coming back right now are you are you happy are you like no please do not come back i feel like i'm always kind of just like that i never left so <laughs> <laughs> it's fun when when fashion trends correspond with what I've always been doing. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like, like oh, that's like, how parents feel. Again. Okay, so right now, New Balance running shoes are really popular. Like, literally the, the ones that my mom has been wearing ones? the whole... Yeah. And so I'm like, mom is very on trend right now, but she's been on mm-hmm. this trend for like 40 years. <laughs> and like scrunchies, I've worn them because I think they're cool. And yeah. they're actually cool. Yeah. And they don't damage your hair as much, so I'm pumped about that. I'm very worried that because 90s trends are in right now, then 2000s are not far behind. And that means low-rise jeans and skinny eyebrows again. I was and just I... going to say, low-rise jeans are my nightmare. They're my actual nightmare. You look very slim and toned, with, but then as soon as you put your high-waisted jeans down or you unzip them, it's like, oh, <laughs> there is my stomach. <laughs> I personally was a fan of them. Not for myself. <laughs> for women, you yeah. like low-rise? Yeah. There's not enough room for your what crotch. Was I in like junior high. <laughs> they're not coming back. I don't think people will let that happen. Not on my body. And then pairing that with like a crop top. Oh god. There's just so much stomach and happening. <laughs> so, stomach slash lower abdomen slash upper abdomen. Let's talk about we were talking about how our tastes have changed. <laughs> we stopped eating meat. And there's something really specific that Olivia and I want to talk about. <laughs> okay, so yeah, we wanted to talk about because Katie is transitioning to vegan. Well, just in and out, I guess, based on where you live in the world. A solid vegetarian for a couple months. But since I'm living with my in-laws, my mother-in-law is a phenomenal cook. And she bakes all the time. So I would never be like, Judith, I'm not going to eat your muffins because there's eggs in them. Like, no, I'm going to eat those muffins. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna eat them. <laughs> so and she makes like lasagna and delicious things. So we've been eating that cheese and we've been eating those eggs and that's about it. But it's interesting because we also had a conversation about how we do not like cheese and eggs. Ethically, Katie and I were just like, We do not like this. But no. in certain situations, sometimes you just have to I think that cheese and eggs are the things that at least in my point of view, you need replacements for. And for me, I mean, that comes with my own buying power, right? Like my own grocery shopping, my own money. That's not really happening right now because we're sharing a, we're not separately going to the grocery store because that would be silly. Yeah. So yeah, that's interesting that you said those are the things you need replacements for because for stuff like meat, I feel like you don't always just need to substitute it with fake meat. There's other things that you start enjoying more. Yeah. Like every vegetable ever. Yeah. Like, I was um, very picky I'll, before I went ahead. vegan. Very picky about vegetables. Didn't really like vegetables except, like, corn. I didn't eat any <laughs> until I went vegan. Oh I hated vegetables. 
you're a really strange um, case there, Greg. I you think still so. Don't really like <laughs> <laughs> I, I do. I just with you. Yeah. You just had to make cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I go through phases of liking vegetables. My body tells me I need it, and I'm like, okay, I better suck it up. And I like whatever I eat, but mm-hmm. I still like to have the junk food vegan stuff. You don't crave, like, are you ever like, mmm, I could go for a carrot right now, or like, mmm, I want some zucchini. Do you no, have cravings for I've vegetables? I've never craved vegetables never. or health. I, I've craved That's a full hard. healthy meal because I feel drained and my body just feels kind of bad after like days <laughs> yeah. of not eating vegetables. So then I'll go on like a tangent of eating very healthy for a while, but then I'll go right back because I don't really, really love super healthy food. It's good. It's just not great. <laughs> He's never craved like bok choy. I have crave. actual dreams about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, another thing we we're talking about is um how freaking easy it is to be a vegetarian. Oh, like, yeah. All you have to do is just not eat the thing. Yeah. It's so easy. It's so easy. We talk about that. Mm-hmm. Me and Greg talk about that too. So Greg, if you had to pick a favorite vegetable, what would it be and why? Maybe broccoli. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I find it more filling than most other vegetables and I, I don't know. I like it in all its different forms, like frying it or whatever you do, steam it. <laughs> I don't know. It's not too bad. That's a solid choice. That's up there for me as well. I would like to rank them all someday, but broccoli is definitely like up there. Yeah. Especially we used to like char it like put it on the grill and get it all like black and crispy Mm. what's yours love my favorite i think is bok choy but recently i've been having yu choy which is like the it's not chinese broccoli but it's like the one that's just basically like a long stem with the green top and i might like that more than bok choy like i'm killing it lately not just in asian cuisine but just in all just eat it by itself, eat it with pasta, just everything. I hope there's an audience of people who are like, yes, talk more about vegetables. <laughs> this is the content we want to listen to. Just can describe we, the texture of Chinese broccoli. Can we talk? Okay, we'll say yours first and then we'll move on to our, our current favorite okay. thing. This is a tough one. So broccoli is definitely up there. But I think I've always liked broccoli because I liked it when I was eating meat too. And I think the one that's really come into my heart and mind since not eating meat, yeah, would be mushrooms. <laughs> like in a big way. I like, hate mushrooms. Like I really like mushrooms. <laughs> Katie and I talk about Ugh. talk about mushrooms in a very um, enthusiastic Sexual way. way. <laughs> Sexual way. <laughs> like we just sometimes message each other in all caps, mushies. <laughs> mushies are like, look at these thick boys. Yeah. <laughs> We like have three king oyster <laughs> because king oyster mushrooms so i shred them up and then like fry them in the pan so they're nice and like chewy and meaty and i could just eat them straight greg's in oh, physical I pain had, my yeah. mother-in-law made portobello mushroom burgers and it was like a part like oh. i was so happy Gives me it the made me want to jump up and down <laughs> sorry greg continue. Listen to put a mushroom on a burger to me really yeah oh my goodness oh they're just the worst texture imaginable is like chewy spongy wet slimy all at once see like all those adjectives are like to me make me think like damn i want to eat a mushroom because you're correct but i like it (laughs) i'm getting sweaty just thinking about how gross it is oh my god any mushroom i like those little stringy ones with the tiny ball at the top oh oh yeah put them in soup Prime mm. up. <laughs> mm, 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 mm. They like little like pods of fungi. Yeah, I love. I them. also really like carrots. Carrots are solid. Carrots are solid, cooked mm-hmm. or raw. Potatoes. Yeah, potatoes aren't really. <laughs> <laughs> 
I've never talked so long about vegetables in my entire life, and I never intend to again. <laughs> you should read mine and message history. <laughs> <laughs> it's just all vegetables. It's all mushrooms. More where this came from. Yeah. But talking about being vegetarian, so when you said she made a portobello mushroom burger it's like that's kind of just how easy being a vegetarian is like you just don't eat the beef and you just put in something else kind of meaty you don't have to worry like oh there's eggs in the bun whatever oh there's some butter in this whatever we were kind of saying being vegetarian is just it's almost too easy and there's never like meat hiding in your blueberry muffin so you just it's so easy yeah it's so easy and if you go to a restaurant and you say like do you have a vegetarian option now they always like there's always something that's still Mm -hmm. hard it's like a cream pasta or like a risotto or something but if you say do you have a vegan option they're still kind of looking at you like mm-hmm. yeah it's even easy the last time i went to a restaurant i just asked for them to take the meat out of like a curry and they did it's we can like take butter out of things already cooked this is like kind of a classic question for people who are vegan and vegetarian but what do you miss the most <laughs> we, were, we were thinking about this today and i don't miss mm-hmm. many things i don't crave cheese or if i see a steak on the grill i don't yeah. crave that whatsoever it's it's little things like conveniences that i kind of crave and then it leads me down a rabbit hole of like oh you know that would be good to have every time i pass a dairy queen I'm like oh, a blizzard would be cool to have on a right. nice hot day or something like that just go through a drive-thru and get this awesome ice cream bucket <laughs> other than that i don't crave i don't miss many things because most things have substitutes it's the very few things that don't really have a substitute like blizzard that I miss. Yeah, I think it's fair to say the convenience. That's a really good point. I mean, you could probably make something that tastes like a blizzard, but you have to make it. Yeah. And it's like, like, well, I'm probably not going to do that. Exactly. Yeah, I feel the same. Sometimes I crave meaty things like just rarely on the rare occasion i'll just think of chicken wings and be like oh i wish i could just go to a pub and get a basket of chicken wings with like buffalo sauce and like crispy chewy and it's not that i want to be eating a bird's wing it's just that maybe just the sauce or like the atmosphere there but it's like there's something about that sort of vibe that i've always liked and you don't really get that as as a vegan just being able to go to a pub and ordering something like that that's what we yeah. probably miss the most not like if they had a vegan version of that chicken wing we'd be just as happy with that but that's just not the case and you're never gonna find that anytime mm-hmm. soon so mine's are similar like i miss i think things that i don't ever want to eat meat as much but if there's smells that are tied to things that memories or culture like if bacon's cooking in the house mm-hmm. it always just reminds me of you know like growing up or my nans or things like that or barbecues being on yeah are another things that are tied to like cultural events so that will make me feel left out I guess but not not really yeah yeah it's always just like kind of a nostalgic thing not so much Mm -hmm. you're craving whatever the actual food is and I always forget too that I guess since it's been it's so new because I didn't really stop until like January I always forget that there's things that I can't eat so when I think about going back to China I think about like oh I'm gonna get beef noodles at this airport and then I'm like oh wait no I'm not going to do that (laughs) and then it's like oh I know I'm never going to eat those again (laughs) yeah and it's like I didn't properly say goodbye to everything in my life which you shouldn't have to do but and that those those sort of things do get easier over time it's always like the first year Mm -hmm. or the first time you think about going back and having those sort of things that you're like oh crap this sucks that I can't go have that but then eventually you start to remember that that you you just can't have that by like year two and then you're like yeah. oh i don't even like care to think about that anymore and you think of other options that you might want you or you start to build yeah. new memories or new nostalgic moments and stuff with food that isn't tied to meat or dairy because when you really break it down like i don't want to eat 
beef if I think about the reasons why I don't I have chosen not to it's a convenience it's the memories exactly. that build new memories and traveling is just a hard one in general I feel like that's something that trips up a lot of people especially when you first try and go vegan because traveling is just having to add the other layer of like oh can't eat this can't eat this can't eat this on top of travel stress and like being in a new culture and stuff it's really hard yeah we only experienced that for the first time when we traveled in February we were with like a tour group for a hiking thing they were really lovely and they gave a little sheet that's ahead all different dietary restrictions and it had, it had David's name and like a little check mark. And at the end in Vietnamese it said hello my name is David I have a vegetarian <laughs> <laughs> and we still have it and he would just like shyly hand it over to yeah. the people <laughs> I have a vegetarian. I have a vegetarian. That's funny. <laughs> There's this YouTube channel that's like blowing up right now. And it's this older, I think she's Chinese. It's this older woman who makes like traditional, I'm pretty sure it's Chinese recipes. She just must plug the title names that she wants to do into Google Translate because they're always like, don't buy breakfast for breakfast. Instead, make four eggs plus flour into Chinese pancake. And like, that's the whole title of the video. And she's probably wondering why her videos have like millions of views right now because people, they're not even making fun of her, but they just find it so funny that her titles are like a sentence long and don't buy breakfast for breakfast. That's the most fun thing about learning or being in a different language, a country where they speak a different language is like when you see titles like that and you can kind of understand where like the, the roots came from to make that. We ordered noodles once and it was called face with no makeup noodles. <laughs> we got them and there was no sauce on it. And we were like, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I see. And I'm sure whenever I try to talk Chinese or speak Mandarin, I say real dumb things too. <laughs> yeah. Real dumb things. <laughs> Even in French, we all sounded so. Yeah. And we're supposedly bilingual. <laughs> I remember going to, to La Ronde in Montreal and it was, I think, in grade nine, right? I sat down next to a boy on a roller coaster and I wanted to tell him or convey to him that I'm going to scream very loudly because that's what I do on roller coasters. And in French, I said, hello, I'm sorry, I will cry. <laughs> Instead of I will scream. <laughs> and he was like, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I remember trying when we went to the poutine place. We tried ordering in French because our teachers were like, you have to practice your French. And then they just spoke yeah. back to us in English and like would not interact yeah. in French. My friend, her maternal language is French and she's Acadian and lives in Nova Scotia. And she says when she goes to Montreal, they also switch to English for her. And she rages because she's like, this is my mother tongue. <laughs> but maritime French is just kind of its own, its own beast. Greg. More questions for me. <laughs> <laughs> Did you face backlash or what kind of comments did you receive when you first kind of announced that you were making changes to your lifestyle, re-veganism? I don't know if I didn't get much backlash or if I didn't care so much that I just, it just completely rolled off my back. I, I don't really remember getting any heat for it. I think because a lot of my friends or you at the time were had already introduced most people around me to what the vegan lifestyle kind of yeah. is. And my parents were a little bit like oh this is annoying more than anything but we get it no other than that didn't get really a whole lot of backlash from it that's so and Liv do you have a similar experience I didn't really get backlash from friends or anything but my parents every time I cut out something new my dad was like oh so now you're not eating eggs oh so now you don't eat fish anymore and every time I was like yep yep <laughs> 
and yeah. it was just like a big thing because I went vegan so slowly I wasn't just like I now don't eat five things it was like every couple months there was something mm-hmm. new that they had to adjust to so they got pretty annoyed but now it's been five or six years and so I think looking mm-hmm. back they probably don't remember bored. but I remember them just being like so annoyed that like now I wasn't gonna be eating the eggs anymore <laughs> it's really I find it really only hard on special occasions not hard but my parents found it a little bit more mm-hmm. challenging because for the most part I would make my own dinner or something like that they'd be pretty much unbothered most of the time they I didn't make them buy my own groceries or anything like that but on birthdays you know they wanted to get me a cake or something and they have to run across the city trying to find a vegan cake somewhere even though I didn't care to have a cake or anything they just felt the need as parents often do to compensate and so they always found a way but I could tell they were always a little bit annoyed by it that was okay with me so I didn't again I didn't find that much backlash with it I was gonna say do you think it's fair to say just in both of your two experiences I think that it's seen as more like annoying and sometimes more of like a dietary or aesthetic, like a weight loss choice. Men decides to go vegan where in men, it's more like, Hmm, tell me about your choice. What's your reasoning behind this? And maybe a little less annoying, but then there's, I don't know. Like, do you think that that's accurate? I or do you think that like going that. vegan as a male kind of plays more into like this loss of masculinity? I kind of feel like whenever there's, whenever I see men who are vegan online, people are very interested in, what their reasoning Mm -hmm. is whereas for women they just kind of gets blown off they're like oh really like okay well like where do you get your protein but for men it's like oh really can you tell me more like why why that is it's almost like they want to actually hear them out like with um our friend who's in the cfl he is very open about being vegan and it's almost much more respected for him because it's seen as a way to enhance his sports performance whereas for a lot of other vegans and maybe just even men who aren't athletes it's kind of just like well they call them soy boys (laughs) so most people expect to see a male vegan pretty skinny kind of girly figure something like that they just feel like they're kind of more womanly than than most but then when they I think they're more intrigued because when they see a vegan really in real life or a lot of the athletes who are going vegan or just somebody who's an average shape kind of like me they're like oh how do you get your protein then or what what are you doing differently I thought most vegans would be like wilted away you know and falling apart I think that's why (laughs) most guys get a little more intrigue from the general public than than women because yeah they're more so surprised to see that they're still looking normal and in regular shape or or above average shape. I agree with that completely. Another thing I want to say is I've even had the comment, like, this was just, like, at a restaurant, but um, some older woman said to me, like, oh, you don't need to be a vegan. Like, you don't need to be vegetarian. You're so skinny. And it was like, well, that's... <sighs> That's the point. Yeah. <laughs> this is you. <laughs> I it's definitely cool. think the term plant-based is used a lot more mm-hmm. to when people are doing it for health reasons because they're like plant-based mm-hmm. diet reduces cardiovascular disease or whatever it says. Yeah. They never really say a vegan diet. And so it's more so vegetarian or plant-based is kind of seen as doing it for health reasons. Whereas being vegan is just yeah. seen as like an extreme stupid life choice mm-hmm. that people make. <laughs> Do you think that there's more res- like respect or interest with men who are vegan and who are single as opposed to maybe there's an assumption that if they're in a relationship, it's because the girl is also vegan? Yeah, and that's 100%. Just the way it is in their house? <laughs> I would say probably most males that go vegan 
is because of a girl at one point or another. Like even for me, I went vegan because of you. You kind of talked me into it as well at the same time. I'd say that's the case for most people, but yeah, I feel it's like if they're with a in a partnership, it's like oh, they're being like forced or like they. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. They're being prepared by someone else, and they have to make this choice. Whereas when they're single, it's like it adds depth to their character, which is dumb. I agree with that. And when we were at, I don't remember what restaurant it was. There was something that they brought me out. It was like meringues or something. And I was like, oh, sorry, I don't eat these. Like I'm vegan, not vegetarian. And these have eggs. And Mm -hmm. she's like, oh, well, he can eat them then. And I was like, no, we're, as I have stated many times throughout the meal, we are both vegan. She was like, you as well. She was shook that Greg wasn't going to just be like, oh, I'll have them. Ha ha. Like, I don't care. Oh, 40 eggs. That's my usual breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) For us, David was starting to make changes to his diet before me. I'm like the follower. I wish David was And for a while it was just like, well, I'm not going to cook food that you're not going to eat. And then I was more turned on to the benefits and the moral responsibility. Yeah, I find it comes mm-hmm. in stages and some people start at one place and then do it for mm-hmm. another reason into the future. Like I started for, for health reasons, reasons. I could care less about the whole ethical thing at the time. And then once you stop eating it and the cravings do go away and the addiction kind of stops and you're like, oh, mm-hmm. maybe this was a good idea. I mean, I, I guess I am saving animals and I guess I do like <laughs> animals. And then eventually like, oh, maybe I am doing this for the right reasons now. <laughs> do you believe that there is right and wrong reasons? No, definitely not right or wrong reasons, I don't think. Mm-hmm. I think. I, I don't think there's right or wrong reasons at all. I think there's certain approaches that are going to result in you being vegan for life or for longer versus people who just see it as yet another kind of fad diet or something that they're going to try and then if they don't lose weight they'll stop doing it so I, I guess ethical vegans would see that as a wrong reason but anyone who tries being vegan is doing something right in my opinion but doing it in a diety mentality is not going to result in a long-term lifestyle change and we've talked about this before like diety mentalities in general are not super great yeah You're not going to last on anything. I wish David was here because I want to know what the catalyst was for him to that sparked his vegan interest or like interest in reducing animal products. Do you know what it was? (laughs) He read a book. He read two books. I think the first one's called Eating Animals. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then he read that author's second book. um, That's more like it's more general environmentalism. And for a long time, he did this jokingly, but I was still eating meat and he would just be like, Oh, is your is your animal flesh ready? Is your sinful both like and just would really play up the trope of like kind of the annoying vegan. But yeah. after a while, it's like stop, like that's gross. <laughs> I want to enjoy my meat. <laughs> yeah. Do you know why he read the book? In January, we were thinking about New Year's resolutions, and we had been engaged, so we knew that our future together was not hypothetical anymore. And we were just thinking about changes we wanted to make to our lifestyle to better reflect our values. And one of them was to travel less, which has become very easy to uphold. Um, we were like, we should stop flying so much. And then it was like, no flights. Yeah. We were like, great, check. <laughs> we're so good at resolutions. And, and the second one was to eat less meat. Because like I said in a previous podcast with you, like we just got to the point where we were financially secure and our, our lifestyle lend us, I don't know, consumer choice to just not eat meat. And so that just kind of, then he just started looking into it. Yeah. And that kind of like sparked an interest in books and in, I think, and I've said this as well, I think the moment you kind of turn that part of your brain off that is ignoring how awful it is, it's just like, it's 
it all comes flowing. I feel like for me, mm-hmm. that was literally, there's just one article that I read that talked about, it didn't even have any like horrific graphic anything. It just talked about what modern animal agriculture is and like how there's so much demand for meat. Like this is just kind of the reality of it. There's not a lot of space, blah, blah, blah. And that's literally all it took. I was just like, oh, this is, I'm just not okay with this. And then I just didn't eat meat Mm -hmm. anymore. And that was the easiest one for sure. Yeah. As soon as I saw it, I couldn't unsee it. And then every piece of meat that I saw, it wasn't food to me anymore. I was just like, this is an animal and I can't unsee that. (laughs) I feel like we're actively trying to ignore that part when we eat meat. Mm -hmm. And we're like socialized to do so. And when we're younger, it comes naturally. But we're doing a unit now in my class where we're talking about the food chain and activity between living and non-living things. And some kids still don't really know, like, it was like, you eat cows. And they're like, no, we don't. And I was like, do you eat a hamburger? (laughs) Kind of like bursting that bubble for them. And a kid's first reaction is to be like, I don't want to do that anymore. Mm -hmm. But they're kind of taught to ignore that. My parents, when I asked the age-old question, is chicken in my nuggets the same chicken as the animal? When parents have to be like, yeah, but they're raised for that. They like automatically do the like, yeah, but those chickens are meant for food. And I was like, what? Like they're a different breed of mindless chickens <laughs> grown in like a lab. There's cute chickens that you like, and then there's like the hideous sent to die chicken that you eat. <laughs> yeah. This is absolutely not the case. Yeah, I remember crying at the table because I was like, I don't want to eat this. And my parents were like, well, if you're vegetarian, you're going to have to eat beans. And I was like, I hate beans. <laughs> so the also, only option. I love beans now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still just like, I don't love I just prefer vegetables or grains to beans still. And that's fine. Like I'm still vegan and it's not a problem. I also want to note that um, a big, large factor of us eating less meat was because we didn't buy a lot of meat in China. The grocery stores were far away. So it was also just like plain convenience and laziness. Which again, there's no wrong reason to eat less meat. (laughs) Yeah, it was just easier to get vegetables. So we adjusted. I really admire people who can just stop eating so much meat or just who don't eat that much meat. Because for me, when I wasn't vegan, every meal that didn't have meat was like not a real meal. Like it was made me anxious. And then now that I'm vegan, it's like I can't imagine it adding meat to a meal so I've always just been like so polar opposite and when I wasn't vegan I was like I cannot imagine having a meal that didn't have meat in it but there's so many people who like sometimes they'll eat vegetarian sometimes they'll eat vegan they're just like so flowy don't care like if there's meat sure whatever I also feel that like growing up in like um small town Nova Scotia as we did um the the vegetables that we had were often just like (laughs) <laughs> just like corn and potatoes or like yeah. they would be boiled but to imagine a full meal with like the understanding of veggies that we had it was like oh that feels empty and weird but now we're like spiraling our zucchinis and like you know <laughs> making stir fries with all these different spices so it's different and it's definitely just more accepted now like kids growing up in this age will definitely just know what vegan is whereas growing up I had no idea what a vegan was what will you guys do when you have kids I'd say probably raise them vegan but let them make yeah. their own decisions yeah you know, we're, we would only buy stuff that's vegan in the house. Yeah. If they want their own thing, they can go earn their own money and, you know, buy their yeah. own stuff. But um, it wouldn't force anything on them. But not like we'd yeah. financially. Which is like, like the same way we grew it. up, right? Like, yeah. The meat same was in the house and we ate it. Exactly. Yeah. And if it was kind of the same when I started going vegan, my parents were like, well, if you want special non dairy cheese, you can buy it. And I was like, okay, I will. So it's kind of of the same thing. Like I, 
I don't know. I said this in one of my podcasts, actually. If there is a omnivore family who just raised their kid fully vegan, everyone would be like, why? Like, you don't eat that way. Why are you raising your kid like that? So for us, where we eat fully vegan, if we raised an omnivore child and just made special meals only for them, it would be like, why? We don't eat that way. So I kind of just feel like it's the same as any family who eats any specific way or has any dietary restrictions for any reason like religious or otherwise I haven't thought through though like when a kid is still young and they go to a Mm -hmm. pizza party or something what I would because if they've never eaten meat or dairy it's likely that it wouldn't sit well with them so it's like at that point do you bring them their own pizza or do you offer to I don't know like I don't know what and you don't want to be that parent at the pizza party who's like oh well my child is a vegan so so he can't eat the pizza we got to order him a separate one i feel like that's like maybe veganism in adults is becoming more normalized but i feel like parenting which and parenting is so policed anyways just due to media and like people Mm -hmm. love to tell women what to do um so i feel like veganism with kids is something that's still being kind of controversial yeah or is something that's controversial like you said there's still this fear of being that parent yeah. That brings me to whole pizza. And there's definitely more, like, people People think you need protein to live, but they also think, like, kids need protein to grow up big and strong or else they're going to be, like, weak and feeble. But it's, like, there's so many <laughs> omnivore kids who are, like, really – like, Bridget was always super skinny. She didn't eat a lot. Like, she looked sickly uh-huh. <laughs> much of her childhood, and no one really <laughs> – no one said anything. And that, like, some kids, like, literally just eat mac and cheese with hot dogs, like, their entire life. <laughs> yeah. Like, some kids That's are picking me. those to the point where, like, like <laughs> are you passing the mic to Greg? Because that yeah. was him. <laughs> I'm going to chime in here and say, you're describing my childhood exactly. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, p- p- people don't get or have an issue with parents who are like, my kid only eats nuggets, so he's just going to eat nuggets forever. Yeah. But they would be if you're like, my, I'm giving my child only plant-based things. It's the same. Oh, my goodness. I want to talk about this. Since talking like taking meat out of my life anytime I have any health issue my mom is like oh it's probably because you're not getting enough protein <laughs> it's oh, like no it was happening before <laughs> no. like my doctor is <laughs> yeah is always questioning me like anytime I go for anything which I just kind of stopped going because I don't want to deal with it but she's like so you know what how are you still getting your protein are you sure you're still getting enough and I have to be like like list out plant-based foods that have protein even the ones I don't eat so that she won't so that she'll stop talking about it basically like she just doesn't and they would never be like are you eating more than just fast food every day or like list all the vegetables and like balanced meals that you eat exactly yeah thank you so much for e being on my podcast again (laughs) you're so welcome I like it so much oh good we can do it anytime So I really hope you guys enjoyed that episode. If you did, make sure to leave a rating and review on iTunes. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. I'm so happy to have you all back. I know we skipped last week. It was just a very, very busy week and there's been a lot going on. Maybe I'll have to do an update episode because I didn't quite update you guys in this episode with all of the things. I hope you guys enjoyed it and I will talk to you all next week. Bye. Bye.